the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. They'll destroy all these armies that have gathered against God and against God's people in the city of Jerusalem. And he says here that there's going to be so many slaughtered in this that the stench It speaks of the stench of the corpses here and the blood soaking the mountains. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 20, it tells us that at the battle of Armageddon, the blood will be as deep as the horse's bridles. Up to the horse's mouth, it'll be so deep from the destruction and the judgment of the Lord. Maybe you've heard the attempted criticism of God. If God's so loving, why does he send people to hell? Since the fall in the Garden of Eden, mankind has been in an active state of war against God. Pastor Dan will be teaching what the Bible has to say about the culmination of this rebellion. You'll discover that God's been warning about the consequences of this disobedience for a long time. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 34, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. The Assyrian army surrounded the city of Jerusalem. It was 185,000 troops, 2 Kings 19.35. And the Lord sent an angel into the camp of the Assyrians at night, and the angel killed 185,000 Assyrian troops. You guys remember that? We've talked about that before. But I want to show you, this is a newspaper article that was in an Israeli newspaper just two weeks ago. Not a Christian publication. It's a national newspaper about that event. Historians and archaeologists know that Assyria spared the city of Jerusalem, and they didn't spare any other city. Every city they came to, they destroyed, except for the city of Jerusalem. They destroyed over 40 cities just in Judah in their campaign marching towards Jerusalem. But historians know they spared Jerusalem, and Uh, The Bible tells us the reason they spared Jerusalem is because an angel killed 185,000 troops, and those that were left fled back to Assyria. But secular historians and archaeologists won't accept that as an explanation, so they have to come up with other explanations. And this is an article that was in the paper that kind of the latest explanation of what happened to all the troops is that mice infested their camp and bit all the Assyrian soldiers and had some kind of bacteria in their teeth that killed all the Assyrian. This isn't like a tabloid magazine. This is a national publication in Israel. And so you see it's still in the news today. They're still trying to figure out what happened because they just can't accept what the Bible says. So, all right, Isaiah chapter 34. If you have been with us in our Isaiah study, you know that Isaiah will talk about current events going on 
in Judah and Jerusalem in his own day, and then he'll switch and he'll talk about future events and end times events. And in chapters 34 and 35, Isaiah looks down to the end. He looks down to the end times, to the tribulation period, and the battle of Armageddon in chapter 34. And then in chapter 35, he's going to talk about the kingdom age when Christ is ruling and reigning upon the earth. And so chapter 34 now describes the tribulation period and Armageddon in particular. It says in verse 1, Come near you nations to hear and heed you people. Let the earth hear and all that is in it, the world and all things that come forth from it. And so here the Lord is calling to all the nations. He's calling to all the nations to come and hear what he has to say. For the indignation of the Lord is against all nations and his fury against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has given them over to the slaughter. And so this is the time of Armageddon. And here it's referred to as the indignation of the Lord. The indignation of the Lord, it says, against all the nations of the earth. It's a time of God's wrath. It's a time of God's judgment against all the nations. We saw back in chapter 13, you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read a few verses for you. Back in chapter 13, verse 11, the Lord says, I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud. I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Right now, we live in the age of grace. Right now, God is extending salvation to whosoever will, whosoever that will may come, and accept Jesus Christ and his offer of salvation and receive him as Lord and Savior. They can have their sins forgiven, and they can be reconciled to God and they can have the hope of heaven. And he extends that offer to the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But in the tribulation period, that's a time when the period of grace is over. And in the tribulation period, God judges the nations. He judges the nations for their iniquity, for their evil, it says here. A couple other verses about this. Isaiah chapter 26 Verse 21, for behold, the Lord Yahweh comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. And so it's speaking of a time when the Lord comes out of his place, out of heaven, to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. Again, this is the tribulation period at the end of the age. It's not for believers. Right? God hasn't appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. So this is for the Christ-rejecting world, the rebellious world at the end of the age. Joel chapter 3, verse 9. Proclaim this among the nations. Again, he's speaking to all the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble and come, all you nations, and gather together all around. Cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. 
Let the nations be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. He goes on to say, Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Go down, for the winepress is full, the vats overflow, for the wickedness is great. And there it's talking about the Lord judging the world for its wickedness. And so the Lord will judge the world for its wickedness. We also see here in chapter 34, verse 8, that the Lord will judge the world, judge the nations for their mistreatment of God's people, the Jews. Look at verse 8. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. And so this judgment that takes place during the tribulation is a judgment of wickedness and sin. And it's also a judgment of the nations for the way they've treated God's people, the Jews. If you want to turn with me to Matthew 25, the New Testament. Matthew 25, in verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory, And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Who are the brethren of Jesus Christ, the Jewish people? Verse 41, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? And then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, the righteous into eternal life. And so here we see that part of the judgments of the nations is based on how they treat or mistreat the brethren of the Lord, the Jewish people. And so that's part of the judgment of God. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. 
It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Back in Isaiah 34, verse 2, it says, For the indignation of the Lord is against all nations and his fury against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has given them over to the slaughter. He will utterly destroy the armies of the nations. Again, this will happen in the battle of Armageddon. In Zechariah chapter 14, I kind of have a lot of verses for you. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 1. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst. I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half of the city shall go into captivity but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall split in two from east to west, making a very large valley Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half toward the south. And here it's describing the return of Jesus Christ to defend Jerusalem, to fight for the people of Jerusalem. And his feet will stand once again on the Mount of Olives. Remember in Acts chapter 1 when Jesus ascended up to heaven. And if you remember the story, the disciples just stood there and they're watching him ascend up to heaven. And then an angel appears to them and says, why are you looking up at heaven like that? He says, this same Jesus will return just as he departed. He will return back to the earth from heaven. He's going to return back to the Mount of Olives. But what is going to cause him to come back will be this battle of Armageddon. He'll come to defend the city of Jerusalem and defend the people of God and save them, rescue them. Look at verse 3. Also the slain shall be thrown out. Their stench shall rise from the corpses. And the mountains shall be melted with their blood, verse 3 says. When Jesus Christ comes back in this battle of Armageddon, 2 Thessalonians tells us that he will destroy the armies of the enemy with just the brightness of his coming. So it's not going to be much of a battle. It's going to be kind of anticlimactic. He's going to come, and just with his appearing, he'll destroy all these armies that have gathered against God and against God's people in the city of Jerusalem. And he says here that there's going to be so many slaughtered in this that the stench, it speaks of the stench of the corpses here and the blood soaking the mountains. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 20, it tells us that at the battle of Armageddon, the blood will be as deep as the horse's bridles up to the horse's mouth, it'll be so deep, from the destruction and the judgment of the Lord. We're also told in Revelation 19, 
that after the battle is over, there will be an angel in the sky who will call all the birds to come and feast on the corpses that are laying in the battlefield. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but one of the main migratory routes of birds is through the land of Israel. All the birds from Europe that migrate down to Africa and the birds that migrate up from Africa to Europe, they migrate through the land of Israel. They have almost a billion birds that migrate through Israel every year. And so Revelation 19, the angel is going to call the birds to come and feast on the corpses that are in the field. Verse 4, all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved and the heavens shall be rolled up like a scroll. We've seen the same thing in Revelation 6. All their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falls from the vine and as a fruit falling from the fig tree. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Indeed, it shall come down on Edom and on the people of my curse for judgment. He mentions Edom here. He singles out Edom, but Edom represents all the nations of the earth. And the reason that the Lord singles out Edom here in chapter 34 when he's talking about the judgment of the nations is because Edom is Israel's oldest enemy. Edom is Israel's first enemy. Edom neighbors on the eastern side of Israel, just on the other side of the Dead Sea. And the Edomites were the descendants of Esau. Esau and Jacob. Jacob is Israel. Esau and Jacob were twin brothers. And we're told in Genesis chapter 25, verse 22, that when Jacob and Esau were in Rebekah's womb, they were fighting in Rebekah's womb. So before they were even born, they were already at odds with each other. They were already fighting with each other in the womb of Rebekah. And then after they were born, Jacob and Esau continued to have conflict with each other. And uh, they had this hostility with each other. And then their descendants, the descendants of Esau, the Edomites, and the descendants of Jacob, the Israelites, they continued to have hostility with each other all the way through their history. The Edomites were constantly against the Israelites all the way down to the New Testament. And in the New Testament, you have the birth of Jesus Christ an Israelite. And you guys remember the Christmas story. You remember when Jesus was born and the three magi come? We don't know that it was three, but it's always that way depicted in the Christmas story. The magi come. The wise men come from the east. And what do they say? We've come to worship the one born king of the Jews, right? You guys remember that? They came to worship the one born the king of the Jews. And they say that to Herod the Great. Herod is the one appointed king of the Jews by Rome. Jesus is the rightful heir. He's the one born king of the Jews. Herod is appointed king of the Jews. Herod was from Idumea. Herod was an Edomite. Herod was a descendant of Esau. And so you remember the story. Herod ordered that all of the babies in the region of Bethlehem be put to death in an attempt to kill the one born king of the Jews, but Joseph and Mary fled down to Egypt and escaped. But you see, even all the way back from Genesis, all the way up to the New Testament, 
the Edomites were persecuting the Israelites. Even with the story of Jesus and Herod the Great. And so what we see here in chapter 34 is God will judge Edom now. He will judge Edom for their hostility towards Israel. And again, Edom represents all the nations. In one commentary that I have on Isaiah, the author wrote this. He said, Edom was a sister nation to Israel, but it hated Israel more than any other nation. Throughout all of history, we see a burning hatred of Edom against Israel. It is for this reason that Edom is frequently presented as a representative of all the nations that hate the Jews. Again, he says, For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Indeed, it shall come down on Edom and on the people of my curse for judgment. Verse 6, The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made overflowing with fatness, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra, that's a city in Edom, and a great slaughter in the land of Edom. So here Edom is depicted as a sacrifice that God gives. Verse 7, The wild oxen shall come down with them, and the young bulls with the mighty bulls, Their land shall be soaked with blood and their dust saturated with fatness. For it is the day of the Lord's vengeance, the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. The word recompense, it means to repay. And this is the year of recompense for the cause of Zion. During the tribulation period, it is a time when God repays the world for its treatment of the Jewish people. It's a recompense for Zion. Verse 9 says, Its streams shall be turned into pitch, pitches tar, and its dust into brimstone. Its land shall become burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night or day. Its smoke shall ascend forever from generation to generation. It shall lie waste. No one shall pass through it forever and ever. Again, we know from our study of Revelation that with the trumpet judgments, a third of the earth, earth's vegetation, will be burned up with fire. Verse 9 could possibly refer to the oil fields that are in the Middle East and those being ignited and burned during the tribulation. It's just going to be devastated for generations, it says. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. We're so glad you joined Pastor Dan Sexton for his verse-by-verse study through the book of Isaiah. This extraordinary book is quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament book. Plus, it provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. It includes the full scope of His life and ministry, from His virgin birth to His sacrificial death to His resurrection and second coming in glory. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an edition of this program. That website again is calvaryec.com. We'd love to hear from you too. 
and learn how Ring of Truth has blessed you. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Let us know how God is working in your life and if there's anything that we can be praying for during this study of Isaiah. That number again is 410-491-4592. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray the Lord bless and keep you and that your faith is deepened with each passing day. Tune in next time to continue our study of the book of Isaiah right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize 